Good morning, USA. I got a feeling that it's gonna be a wonderful day. The sun in the sky has a smile on his face, and he's shining a salute to the American race. Oh, boy, it's well to say. Good morning, USA. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Imaginary Movie Podcast. My name is Sam, and uh, boil water, what am I, a chemist? And I'm joined today for my uh, moderately esteemed host, uh, Joe. Yeah, I, I'm Joe, and we're at Terror Alert Orange, which means something may go down somewhere, in some way, at some point in time. <laughs> I think we've been at Terror Alert Orange for the last um, <laughs> 20 years, I think is how long we've 20, been at Terror, 20, yeah. Terror Alert Orange. <laughs> Uh, welcome to this podcast about American Dad. I, I'm Sam, as, as I've mentioned. I'm not, however, Dave, because he is somewhere else. He found something more important to do than talk about American Dad with us two. And if I were you, listener, I'd feel offended. I would feel like you have been utterly neglected by by Dave. But because he's here, we can talk shit about him, and there's nothing he can do about it. So that makes me feel a bit better. <laughs> He's powerless. He is, he is powerless. <laughs> and, and, and we will. And we will talk shit about him. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah, so never mind American Dad. Dave's a dickhead. Let's let's just explore that. Uh, yeah, we're here today to talk about American Dad. This is one of, I think, like, it's a, one of our formative shows, isn't it? In terms of tea. It's probably the formative show. It probably is. I think, I think we, we, we watched this probably all together. We, we all met kind of at uni. And it's probably the first show that we all kind of watched pretty much at the same time, um, which is quite impressive. When you know, it, you know, it wasn't streaming back in two thousand and five when it aired, um, so you know, we, we've kind of managed to kind of watch it on totally entirely legal downloaded streams. Absolutely, um, Joe. I mean, I just love following the law. I just love it. It just fills me with like a real rush, you know. Uh, yeah, it's like it's a show that it is it is that it is the the show for us, and I'm gonna say right now, like I've been rewatching it a little bit now. It's on Disney Plus, <laughs> and and as much as it as much as it is the show, it's also like, oh, oh this is this is twenty years old, isn't it? Nearly. Like, my 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 first thought was, Jesus, was Bush still president when this was shot? <laughs> um, <laughs> How old are we? Carry the uh, noodle. Two. Oh yeah, that is. It's twelve. It's fifteen years later. Yeah. Mm. And number two, some of these jokes are not funny anymore. <laughs> let's just a little bit on the nose. Let's just put that out there as like as like as much as as much as um, I do really really love this show and I think there's a heck of a lot in it. Yeah. It, it you know and I think it's not as aged as poorly as South Park, Family Guy perhaps. Yeah. There are some jokes in it which are like. Not in 2021 can you really say that. Funny. <laughs> no, and no, there's one, there's one joke in particular, and I think I mentioned it to you, where basically, like, basically, the the, the principal rings Stan about his son and sort of says, "I need to speak to you about Steve," um, and Stan goes, "Oh no, this is a gay call, isn't it?" and literally takes poison. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because he thinks Steve might be gay. And 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 um, and to be, you know, to be self-reflective as well. Like that joke isn't any less offensive. It wasn't any less offensive in in two thousand five. I think as human beings, we've also probably progressed, and we're no longer yeah. finding our sense of humour has kind of moved on yeah. a little bit. Um... But but it's also, and if you don't know American Dad, um, then it's it's tight. It's, it's a 
it's a bit like South Park in that it's kind of aping the the the, yeah. the rampant conservatism that existed and still exists yeah. in in the yeah. world. Um, so in this show, we see it's it's kind of the ran, random escapades of Stan Smith, a conservative CIA agent dealing with the family life and keeping America safe, all in the most absurd ways possible. And it really does it really does it's it's coming from two thousand and five. It's coming from that early to mid two thousands time when like everyone lost their minds because of nine eleven. Yes. Like we all yeah, just nine eleven's fairly recent. We all yeah. just shat it. We totally shat yes. it and we were like, Right, <laughs> that's it. You know, there's we we're, we're just we're all t- t- terrorized. We're the war on terror, it's so scary, everything's so scary. And this show is kinda of like bouncing against some of that and, and shine like back on the audience a little bit it's and, and yeah it is stan who is the kind of the right wing like gun loving um kind of you, you know the the one who's dead against terrorism this sort of thing it's almost making fun of him in some ways um obviously you know at this point terrorism still very much kind of in the news and the thing and i mean it is still now but back then even more so um you know um and it's almost kind of saying this guy's an idiot you know he literally shoots his son's dog um, because he thinks he's broken into the house. Yeah, he shoots the the toaster, the toaster, which is great when he, they're they're cooking toast and he turns around and then the toaster pops, turns around and, and puts about 12, 12 rounds into this thing. And, and then and he's and Haley, his daughter, turns to him and goes, "It's just toast, Dad. This time it was toast. <laughs> this time, like as if the toaster could be a terrorist. Yeah, at some point, one of these breakfasts, you know, it's gonna like just blow up and kill them all." It's a it's a daily threat, and I think you should all everyone should could really consider that before they um, eat toast. The so yeah, it's it is coming from like that taking the piss out of conservatives, but like Family Guy, like South Park, like um, Archer and Rick and Morty as well. Like they're all there's this like fine line that they that they have between taking the piss out of um, th- these views and kind of just amplifying it and like just telling everyone and so you get you know i think like any 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 17 year old watching um south park in 2003 or whatever it was like all of that satire satire is just going and and all they see is oh it's really funny to, to, to you know to make jokes about jews like that's that is the and i think a lot of so i think this is kind of in that baggage of Maybe the type of humour that mm, isn't that funny anymore. Although I do still think this is a good show. It is. I mean, the, the thing to say is that I haven't really seen much of the more recent stuff. I think I did see a bit of like I don't even know what season it's on now. To be perfectly I honest, think like but like fourteen or something. I, th- I think I've seen some of season ten or something like that. Mm-hmm. Bits of it, and it, it's still kind of exactly the same. Christ, um, 19 really seasons, changed. Joe. 19 seasons were on. Bloody hell. God, we're old. <laughs> but, but like, the, the, the kind of season when, when it starts to kind of get good, kind of the first season, first couple of seasons, really, it's still finding itself. There's a couple of good episodes thrown in there, um, but it isn't really until, like, it, it's Roger who basically becomes the star of the show. Yeah. Um, the alien who, in the first season and a bit, basically is confined to the house. Um, and it's only kind of after the second season they kind of realise they can have real fun with him, mm-hmm. um, and he starts dressing in stupid costumes. Well, hold, and, like, hold that thought. Hold that thought. I think we, I really want to get into Roger as a separate thing, but let's maybe just mm-hmm. let's maybe just take take let's think back to two thousand five, Joe. Go back and you know like have 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 spontaneously 
uh, have simultaneously more hair and less hair at the same time. I think in <laughs> in both of our cases, uh, but but also definitely less facial hair. I mean, I don't have that much now anyway. But uh... <laughs> no, but I was this, this area. I was maybe the top area I was talking about, Joe. But there's um, so this this was the pilot came out on the post Super Bowl um, slot, which is Ooh. coveted. You know, this is 2005 Super Bowl. I don't know what happened to, in 2005, but I, I'm all I'm in terms of the Super Bowl. But um, it, this is this is the the, the post Super Bowl slot. You've got um, a show led by Seth MacFarlane, and what's kind of interesting is that Family Guy was was uh, around from 2001 to 2003, I think, and then it got cancelled for the first time. So Seth MacFarlane, this was his kind of like next step. What am I going to do after? Family Guy, which had been successful, but not necessarily mm. enough to, for Fox to realise um, twice I can, I can tell that you, they shouldn't cancel it. Cancel it. I can tell you that at the 2005 Super Bowl, <laughs> um, the New England Patriots defeated the Andy Reid-led Philadelphia Eagles 24-21. to Oh, wow. That sounds like a pretty close game. There we go. Join yeah, us for NFL Cast. Where's Tony Romo when you need yeah. him? We'll be slightly less informed, just ever so slightly less informed than about um, movies and TV shows. I think if we did that, uh, but I mean, you know, we had to come up with that fact. Once you asked what happened in it, you know, it's important. That's why I said it, Joe. That's why you're good. This is this is how the this is how the Pat fans celebrated. They watched American Dad. You know? <laughs> yeah, they they just internalized all this conservatism. So it comes it comes out after that, which is a good slot, and I think it didn't really get the reviews. That they're after because, like everyone just said, this is just Family Guy. Like this, this show is just the same thing again, but with a different family, you know. And I think that's it. Kind of starts off like that. It does, doesn't it? It does start off like that. It and and then it does find its feet and becomes a separate entity. And I would say, to be honest, when we were watching them both at the same time, early Family Guy is probably better than early American Dad. But then it kind of alters around season kind of three of American Dad and season three of Family Guy. It switches, and now I really struggle to watch Family Guy. Oh, um, in comparison, hundred um, percent. American Dad has has things like with American Dad. I'm very much more a kind of I drop into certain episodes. Like there's some episodes I absolutely love of American Dad, and I can just watch over and over. Um, but some episodes I go back to, and it's just like. Yeah, I suppose we like lessen the kind of the the gay racist the Saudi Arabia episode. Oh, <laughs> yeah, God. yeah, that's that's definitely one of the. Yeah. I mean, you know, not to defend <laughs> like, not obviously not to defend the the the, the 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 Saudi regime, which I which is, you know, obviously horrible and has done horrible shit. But like, just just how xenophobic and and racist it probably is actually. Like those episodes, yeah. you know. So you kind of have to. Do you throw the baby out with the bathwater? Probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but there, there, I do still like. There are like some really fun episodes, and I think what changes yeah. is that Family Guy is much more. Uh, uh, sorry, American Dad started off in the Family Guy mold, and then it, uh, American Dad mm-hmm. becomes much more like um, about the kind of family dynamic, loose. a yeah, little bit they more let loose with it. I think they realise they can have a bit more fun and stupidity with American Dad. Um, and I know, I mean, not like Family Guy is a serious show, but they are a bit more constrained in Family Guy because of like the whole, the, the characters and the family kind of 
group, whereas with American Dad, you know, they've got an alien and a talking fish yeah. and stuff like that. And they just kind of go for it um, well, let's, later on. let's talk think- about the alien, because that's, uh, Roger, because this is the point where I think it changes. Probably around season three, I reckon. A couple of seasons to bed in. About season three, yeah, we start to see Roger kind of be, become more prominent. Um, the real MVP, yeah. Yeah, so tell us about Roger. I mean, initially, and in this this episode, the pilot, he's kind of... he Basically, he's in the family because he saved Stan um, from the CIA. Effectively, Stan caught him and then um, kind of... He, there was a load... I think what happened was there was a load of grenades thrown into the room and Roger saved him by jumping down, I think, a laundry chute or something like that. <laughs> yeah. um, and manages to kind of get him get him out. I don't know why there's a laundry chute in the CIA. Let's not question that. Mm-hmm. So he saved Stan's life. So as a reward, Stan agrees to let Roger stay with him. But for the first couple of seasons, Roger's role in the family is basically like this alien who isn't allowed to really leave the attic because people might see him and obviously Stan will then be in trouble. And he's pretty confined. His character's kind of a bit dull. He comes up with funny quips now and again, but he never leaves the house. He's always just kind of a bland grey alien. Doesn't really have any freedom to do anything. And then all of a sudden in season three, I think they just suddenly decide to have a bit of fun with him and he dresses up in costumes <laughs> and you can absolutely guarantee that he's about three of the characters in that episode. <laughs> um <laughs> And, yeah. you, you know, there tends to be, like, it comes to this central point where there's, like, one character that's causing an issue and, oh, we need to go see this guy. And and then, like, you know, it gets to a point where Steve will turn to Roger and he'll be like, it's going to be you, isn't it? And they'll, like, <laughs> they'll walk into the room. They'll walk into the room and, sure enough, the Roger he was talking to has disappeared and he's suddenly the other side of the room in a completely different in, costume. In, in a chair which he spins around and you're like, and yes. everyone's like, what, Roger, what are you doing? as well. Yeah. Some of the names he has are great as well, you know, Horse Renoir. Um, <laughs> Born on the Bayou. What is it? Uh, Roy Rogers. Born on the Bayou. <laughs> Some yeah. say the son of a prostitute and a whore. Right, let's let's resist to just quote this episode at each other because we will do that. We will fucking do it. Uh, I would but, just say Roy Rogers McFreely, that's another one of my favourites. Roy Rogers, Roy Rogers McFreely. There there is there is so much fun that they that they channel through Roger in the way that he actually becomes uh, uh, Slightly later on, he becomes kind of the main character, and I think they realise this is where the hu- this is this is the apex of the humour right here. Yeah. Is is Roger the Humphrey alien? Roger. Ah, uh-huh. because he can literally be about twenty different characters. He could do anything in, in one episode. He could be twenty characters in one episode. Exactly, um, and it's just really good, and it's it. always funny, isn't it? And so it does. It, <laughs> it, it you you would be slightly worried, I think, that all of the characters just get like completely left behind. But I think they do a good job. Of making sure yeah. that each character gets like a, a, a few episodes at least. We get some really good stuff with Steve. I love the episode where he's a he's a he's a, a writer or, or something. He's famous. He's got a pool full of jello. Oh yes, the pool full of jello. The pool full of jello, and then like, you see him. You see he does like the, the voiceover, doesn't he? He's got like he's narrating it. He's like some say that the fame got to my head. Um, and you just see like a floating body in Jello. Yes, which which isn't him, but yeah, there's like there's lots of fun stuff, and 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 then I like the relationship between, um, we'll, but let's come to Stan in a minute. But I like the relationship between Haley and Stan, like because she's this yeah. like ultra left wing, you know, but also kind of like a hypocrite as well. You know, they they're not just completely um, sparing the, the the criticism of of yeah. that type of person. Like she's ultra left wing, but she's also quite willing to kind of give up her, her some of her ideals, and that mm-hmm. dynamic between her and her father Stan is is really fun. Um, yeah, 
She's a filthy liberal, as he calls her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should erase a filthy liberal. Uh, Francine, um, a play by Wendy Shaw, who who I think I think actually is my favorite like vocal performance in yes in, vocal yeah. in America, Dad. I think it's really fun. Like Seth and Fall, his obviously he's doing Roger. Like all of them. He's doing Stan, and that's it, I think, isn't it? But. The, so, but I think Wendy Shell has this great, like, this great just energy to her voice, and what, especially when she doesn't get that much to do, but she comes in with a couple lines. They're always really well delivered. Um, yeah, and then I, mean, I would say that, like, I think though, in terms of actual characters, I think Francine's probably like the least kind of developed. Yes. Some of the storylines are pretty poor and don't really use her. Um, Although there are some good ones, like do. with her family and stuff. You know, the ones later on where it's like. Uh-huh. Because she's got this, she was adopted that's, by. That's, yeah, I mean that's one of the episodes that kind of stands out as being the more awkward one, where like she decides she wants to get a job, so Stan gets her a job as a, a realtor, and then he realizes she's making more money than him, um, and obviously as the man of the house, um, that's not acceptable. So he like goes to stupid lengths to put out of business. <laughs> he literally kidnaps someone for and for his because for, he works and kidnaps someone for his um, for her for her job. And then is yeah. like trying to sabotage. So it is like a total 1950s view of the world. <laughs> but again, it, it's intentional. I, I think. I think it's intentional that yes, we're taking the piss is. out of this idiot. Um, but obviously, that you know sometimes gets a bit gets a bit more uh, murky. Lost in the kind of the message, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah. So um, who else have we got? Um, the fish. We should talk about the fish. Let's talk about Klaus. Klaus. I like like I like this character. It's weird though, especially in the first season where the first episode in particular, there's some like really like his entire thing in this first episode is him basically trying to like see up Francine's skirt. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> yes, yes, and it's again, it's one of those characters that's kind of like I really, I really sometimes think, how did you come up with that? Like a fish who was a, a fish. who was a German ski jumper ski. That yeah. Stan turned into uh, swap brains with a fish to prevent the Germans Germany winning, winning the Winter Olympics. Like that's such yeah, a fucking yeah. stretch. Like how did you come but, up with that? But also, like, like he moves around in a bowl full of water by like basically like his back ends in the water and he like scoots along with his fins. But none of his body is really in the water, so surely he'd suffocate. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm overthinking this, but you know. <laughs> Welcome to Joe's Pedant Cast. All yes. pedantry, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in this TV show about an alien, Joe, that is really, yeah, really... That's the bit I'm going to pick on. Hope somebody Absolutely. got fired for that blunder. Um, we've also got Steve Smith as well, his um, his son, who... He's very good. He is good. And he gets a lot of like the teenage angst stuff. In this episode, he's trying to yeah, get a girlfriend. side of things. Yeah, he, and, yeah. He, and, and, and so what does he do straight away? He pings his, his, this girl's bra strap on her back. <laughs> Wow, that, I mean that's that's what every woman wants, isn't it? It is, and it's probably what most teen what most teenagers do as well. To be fair, do you know what I mean in terms of that like <laughs> stupidity? So you do get some. How do they know you like them? Mm-hmm. You, know? you do get some some kind of funny jokes through through that. I like I like the bit that so I think Stan gets him a dog to try and impress, and then and then says something to the effect of. This guy knows where it's at. He was alive during the Reagan administration. Administration, <laughs> yes. This is a very funny joke. And then he like cocks his leg. He's like, "Oh no, he's gonna pee!" And then he like it literally just like it's so old. It's just like 
Puffs off dust. He's like, nope, just dust. It's fine. The dog that two days later he then shoots. Um. Yes, yeah. So that that, that Reagan thing does kind of like, there is lots and lots of conservative humour in this, isn't it? Not conservative humour. Humour aimed at conservatives. Um, Yes, yeah. And I do think it is one of those, it's one of those like distinctions between American Dad and Family Guy. And we should maybe talk about that a little bit because... Mm-hmm. Like Family Guy is is I think it's more it's obviously more cutaways. There's very very few cutaways in this. Now, they do happen occasionally, but it's more like some of them. Yeah, it's more showing something that's happening elsewhere and then coming back quickly rather than non sequiturs. You know, which is like Family Guy mm-hmm. is is like an assault sometimes in terms of just switching between mm-hmm. the different um, things going on. So that's one thing with Family Guy. I also think Family Guy has many more cultural reference like there's way less 80s movies reference references in this <laughs> which is like 99% of I think um, of, of of Family, Family Guys Guy. oh look 16 Candles oh look Breakfast Club like all of these things just keep coming back over and over and over again you know um, uh-huh. and so you, you kind of I think after it progresses a little bit maybe into the second or third season you do get m- much more I think proper plots you know like actual mm-hmm stories that are about family dysfunction that they're about the cia being unreasonable or you know all these things like people that stand at work is mm-hmm. is quite a big thing that comes they, up they do they do an awful lot on like guns and things like that like i remember there's an episode about the nra where like basically Haley's dead anti-guns and stan is pro-gun and she accidentally ends up shooting him yeah um and paralyzing him so then he gets it to like become pro gun as a thing to like you know, um, and then she realised I think he's been faking it or something like that. So, um, but yeah, it's like a whole thing about like how stupid owning guns is, which is absolutely you know, why do you need a gun? Yeah, absolutely no reason. But it, and it's I think that yeah that's a good I think that one season two isn't it? And there's mm-hmm. as we go they they are trying to like they are becoming much more acutely political as well. So we talked we mentioned mm-hmm. the one about. Um, Saudi Arabia, which is like pretty much like a a, a a a total. What's the word? I mean, they're just announcing it, aren't they? Like all of Saudi Arabian culture. Obviously, there's the kind of political side of it in terms of the, the government and all that stuff. But they're also like people wearing veils is a big problem to them. <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ, guys, calm down, you know. And then and they but but they also they 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 do try, I think. To yeah. kind of lean into the a, a little bit more of um, of like Stan being unreasonable because actually he loves it there because women don't have mm. any rights, kids don't have any rights, like he, men are absolutely in charge and they get to do whatever he wants and he's kind of into it's, that. It's kind of like that. That's when it kind of all blows up for him, isn't it? Because Francine gets so fed up that she literally like basically strips down to just like it's like bikini. Um, and starts dancing and singing in a, on a well, basically. He's going to get stoned to death, and that's what he's like. Yeah, no, let's leave. Um, <laughs> yeah, because a, you know, literally, there's a joke in this episode and the pilot, isn't there, about like a, a man from an Arabic country who is his mm-hmm. like, uh, and he says, oh, "For Allah's sake, put some clothes on." And this woman has just her eyes visible, <laughs> and he tucks up over her eyes, and she falls <laughs> over uh, and hurts herself. And and it's like it just it just again to go back to that context thing of this is two thousand and five like we are fucking obsessed 
with the Middle East. We are so terrified of anything to do with the Middle East because there's wars there and that's where the terrorists came from and all this stuff. And it's it it, it is it it does kind of like hit you a little bit of like wow, wow we have progressed quite a long way and also sub, simultaneously not at all as well. Not at all. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean there's still that real kind of fear of kind of like Muslims in culture in particular. Um, you know, the, the, the real deep-seated mistrust. And, you know, I kind of like understand there's been a lot of kind of terrorist attacks in the past 20 years and things, but, yeah, I mean, how's about we kind of move on a little bit, shall we? Mm-hmm. Um, let's progress our views slightly. Um, <laughs> and it's a difficult topic to kind of discuss, really. Um, but just going back to characters, I don't think we've really covered Haley um, and kind of mentioned her. We did, we, we did talk about it a little bit, but go on. Um, so just kind of, yeah, I mean, we kind of mentioned that she's like the left-wing foil to Stan. Um, but um, again, and I think she's actually played by, is it Rachel McFarlane? So Seth McFarlane's sister um, yeah. actually plays the, is the voice Nepotism. of... Um... Nepotism! <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, she gets some really cool storylines as well. So obviously she starts dating like this hippie character called Jeff, um, who later on is like, it's, it's a really strange storyline about how they basically end up getting abducted by aliens and the aliens accidentally operate on him and kill him. Um, so Jeff <laughs> dies and then they, they get back to Earth and obviously Haley was married to him and he's really upset. So one of the aliens decides to like basically become Jeff. So like morphs himself into Jeff so that she doesn't have to be without him or something. It's this really weird storyline and stuff. Um, but she gets her own kind of really cool kind of stories and things like that. Um and she's probably, again, probably one of the better characters. I would say kind of, Roger's obviously the main one, but then kind of, you know, Stephen Haley probably up there. And Stan's kind of off to the side as just being like running right through the whole thing. Um, yeah. Just being a mental kind of figure. Yeah, yeah. But it does, it's a good, and again, it's that difference between, I think, most of the time, the the family characters in, in Family Guy are kind of, Pushed aside, you know, Meg literally mm-hmm. is pushed aside. Whereas I think they they give them Shut all, up, Meg. Yeah, they give them all much more respect in this, and they're able to kind of they're, they're able to have those story arcs, which I think is again mm-hmm. is completely different from Family Guy, which just doesn't care about that at all. Like we do get to see how um, these characters kind of learn things. Actually, that's another episode. Another episode that gets pretty awkward is the one where he realizes the two newscasters have moved in over the road from him. Yeah, Lincoln Lover. It's called, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and then there's another episode where two people from, I think it's Iraq or a van, move into the um, neighbourhood. And again, like the terrorist, he literally like locks them in the in, in his backyard, mm-hmm. um, like a concentration camp, effectively. Yes. Um, and <laughs> but 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 it's kind of like it, it on the, so on the on the the Lincoln level one with with Greg and Terry, the the the, the two news reporters, like they mm-hmm. so they're a gay couple, and it's it's doing that thing which which TV this type of TV, edgy TV does, is that in the same time that it's taking the piss out of the characters being bigoted, it's mm-hmm. also kind of reinforcing the yes. the stereotypes and the bigotry because Greg and Terry, you know, like, they're a bit flamboyant and they, you know, all these other mm-hmm. tropes and offensive kind mm-hmm. of stereotypes, which they're leaning it's on. because they're going to have a baby. That's what it is, isn't it? He doesn't want them to have a baby. That's that's what the whole yes, storyline is. Because, yes, because... But Two dads can't raise a kid, yes. But but the, but so at the same time of like pointing out that Stan, Stan's kind of ridiculousness and his bigotry around that, they're also they're also got that yeah. leaning on 
um, stereotypes to, 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 to make the joke. Do you know what I mean? So you kind of, yeah. you, you go through this, and obviously a lot of TV does, but you go through this in that kind of, on that knife edge between, is this funny or is this just a bit offensive? And I'm, I, I think, on the nose. I think most of the time it does, it does fairly well. Shall we talk about what? What about if we talk about some of our favorite episodes of American Dad? Um, probably quoted from one of them, the the one with Horse Renoir. Um, that's probably up there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's actually season. It depends. So the American seasons and the UK seasons are slightly different. Um, I figured this out um, the other day. So um, some of the in in the UK, I think it's in the third season, but in the US, it's still classed as season two. So the way it's split is slightly different. Um, Isn't that annoying? Uh, Isn't that such a is. relic? Really like you can't do that anymore because Netflix <laughs> no. and everything is like a global. I mean, we watched this on DVDs. You know, we had to, we had, yes, or, or or downloaded files ripped from DVDs. <laughs> but we watched it on DVD. Like we had in the and think well. They had to go and buy it, and then they were different, and you didn't get all the episodes and all this stuff. Like it's really yeah. odd. You had to get the next see, wait for the next season to come out before you got all other ones from what was season two. Um, Kids yeah. do not know what they have now. Like my son just says, "I don't want to watch that anymore. I want to watch something else." And you're like, "Check your privilege." When I was a kid, we had <laughs> one channel. That was it. You know, you watch the same thing, and 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 even having DVDs and stuff, you'd have to buy the DVD. Whereas now you can do what you like. It's it's mad, but yeah, like I think I like that episode. It is a good one. I like the um the 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 one with uh with Stan becomes a deacon at the at the ch- at the his church, which I think is season one, which is great. That's a great episode, and you get so much of like you get so much of the religion thing, which is obviously a big part of this because because Stan is a. <laughs> is a conservative as well so he's like he's just obsessed about becoming a deacon and all these other things which is really fun mm-hmm. yeah the the one that we always kind of talk about as well is in country club which is like there's oh. a a war reenactment um at the local golf club for the, the vietnam war um and stan kind of takes steve along with him um and it's it's just fantastic episode and obviously roger turns out to be like the evil um, <laughs> the evil guy because he wants to. He wants to watch Celine and it's it's some Celine and something on pay per view and Stan won't give him the um, the code for it. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so Roger literally captures Stan and like basically tortures him um, by making him listen to what is it he makes him listen to? He plays some music to him and makes him listen to like some really inoffensive like trash but <laughs> and he like gives it up within seconds i think yeah um yeah it's all it's all part of the the usual type of thing with the show what about mm-hmm. the um the kind of like there's a point in in this where it it became less funny to me now perhaps that's me aging and growing this person perhaps but i also think there's maybe a point around season I don't know, maybe like season around season six, seven, somewhere there. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, like where it just starts to get a little bit weird. I remember, I don't know which episode it is, but there's an episode where they basically um, end up in this. Uh, it's like a Mad Max episode. Do you, do you know what, which one mm-hmm. I'm talking about? Where they're they're tra- they're going through time, and there's like all these Mad Mag, Mad Max um vaguely characters and stuff like and the whole the whole thing is just very it's very odd and Mm -hmm. and i don't really know i don't really know what i think of these like super surreal episodes whereas i think the show works better when it's a bit more grounded when we have a bit more Mm -hmm. stan doesn't want Haley to go to this festival or 
Steve's trying to <laughs> trying to get like he's trying to get girls by using by, by setting up a cinema. That is all these things that are yeah. a bit more relatable. When it comes to they they're in like a different timeline and Stan has a hook and they go see Roger and all this stuff. It becomes a little bit odd and maybe less funny to me. Yeah, it gets a little bit, and and I think also we kind of mentioned it, but I think our kind of, not, maybe maybe not necessarily just our sense of humour, but also I think comedy generally moved on. So you started to get other shows, I think, that were kind of, and obviously things like Netflix made it more available, but you know the other shows that were released that we started watching and kind of I think almost, almost made the American Dad sense of humour a little bit not necessarily obsolete, but kind of seem that little bit kind of not quite as funny as it used to be you know we had shows things like we started watching things like arrested development which um and um always sunny in philadelphia that sort of thing the office all these sorts of things and i think that sort of like sense of humor kind of changed what we found funny um where american dad when it first came out was kind of novel funny kind of fresh and things Mm. when these types of show come along it kind of changes what you see as humor yeah um yeah, for sure. And it, you know, it just makes American Dad seem on the nose a little bit, which it is, and it's intentionally on the nose. Don't get me wrong. It's kind of like it's quite aggressive in its humor, isn't it? And I don't mean that in a yeah. it's it's angry. I just mean it's it is going a hundred miles an hour at a joke, and there's yeah. there's not a lot of nuance you would say in this compared yeah. to some of yeah. like Amer- Arrested Development is has a, an equal amount of weirdness, but is a little bit more grounded and a little bit less. Um, mm-hmm. Are less punchy in terms of what it's going for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what What sorry, about I mean, let's yeah. let's talk about this pilot then as a, like a an introduction to the show because that's apparently what we're supposed to do. Dave's not here though, so we've just been talking about whatever we like. <laughs> but let's talk about the I pilot. Think it's a bit- Go on. Yeah, I think it's a bit difficult though with like a pilot of an animated show like this to talk about the pilot as a pilot point of view um, because. Obviously, you know, pilots are introducing you to characters and things like that. But like animated, it's a little bit more different because they aren't actually rounded physical characters. <laughs> they are literally just, you know, colours on the screen sort of thing. So I don't think you really have to go to the length that you do in an actual, you know, like a proper pilot. Yeah, um, but it certainly feels to me, it feels to me a little bit rough around the edges. Like compared yeah. to the even just so, just the animation, I think. A couple of the shots of Roger, his eyes are all slightly off, and you know there's and there's things like when they reach forward and they they kind of the animation doesn't really keep up with you know there's all these things that kind of a little bit rough around the edges. I also think there's a there's that classic pilot pacing thing where you can't really put your finger on it, but everything just feels a little bit slow and a little bit flat, and it's kind of weird. I think they go to the extremes in the pilot as well to try and make it funnier. So, like, Stan does calm down a little bit in later episodes in terms of his, like... He's still, a, like, a, a complete conservative nut job, but in this, he's, like, right on the edge of being completely insane, you know, shooting a toaster because it popped. Um, <laughs> literally, he searches his daughter as she comes into the house because she, he has, like, a, um, he has a, a detector set up at the door when she walks in and he, like, throws a packet of chuddy chewing gum because he thinks it's a bomb and you know he's like literally right on the edge of being like you know clinically insane um so i think they kind of get it right to the edge of what's acceptable in this episode Mm -hmm. to try and make it seem funnier almost um which kind of at the time probably was and now going back i think it makes it a bit more difficult to watch 
Um, yeah, and we we do we do see how it. The, well, we've mentioned already how the show kind of progresses a little bit more mm-hmm. as we get into into the the second and and certainly the third season as well. Yeah, um, I do, I do like this episode though. I do think it's a solid episode, and I I I, I kind of see why they why they leaned so much on Roger because they they did they did understand that Roger was funny but maybe not quite in the right way I like the joke where yeah. it never comes up again where he um he excretes this horrible goo Grief. from his like he's like gills on his side every, yeah. every hour is like clockwork <laughs> and it's just like there's stuff like that which I think is really funny um yeah he says oh, someone will clean that up yeah. <laughs> just <Yeah. laughs> immediately he's a total he's a total dickhead isn't he he's not he's not a nice alien at all no. but, but the, the the other thing as well is the fact that there is an alien there like mm-hmm. they don't they don't try and justify it at all they just they, they have a couple of lines i think about him being uh well, because I rescued you from the city, from the Fairy Fifty One, and you're living here now, like that. That's it. And then they just kind of accept, just accept it. There's an alien living in the house, and that is it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what is good about this type of animation, you know. And especially, I mean, we're a long way from the start of The Simpsons, but The Simpsons has always been pretty grounded in terms of, yeah. like that is it is a very traditional sitcom in a lot of ways. This and um, as we get further on into the decade and certainly into the 2010s like rick and morty is straight out of wacky american dad um kind of influence like i i think you can really see the progression from the simpsons to family guy you know south park is in there as well but american dad for me is that point where we say okay so we can just do totally crazy things but still keep it less south parky which is just off the wall and nuts yeah, South Park goes crazy. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. It's <laughs> yeah. doing its thing, and that's fine. But whereas this is like, okay, we're going to keep it grounded, but we're going to have some weird elements in there. And um, Archer, I mentioned already, but that's a good example of a of a, a show that's kind of in that like in that vein of of mm-hmm. being a bit satirical, but also being a bit crazy. But I think this is Rick and Morty is totally influenced. Yeah, yeah. I mean, show. that's the thing, and I think. I think it has kind of moved on from this as well in terms of animation. Like Rick and Morty is obviously kind of a good example, and I know obviously American Dad influences it, but I mean Rick and Morty's probably almost overtaken it now in terms of popularity. I would say. Um, and, <laughs> yes, think, Joe. We are. It's the children who are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes, although, I, you know the Simpsons will always be the main one. Um, yeah, obviously. although I'm glad they cancelled that um, in 2004. Yeah, that was good. Carry on. <laughs> Um, oh, just one thing that we uh, we did notice watching this over in um, the UK on Disney Stars, uh, as we can now, um, the newspaper headline. Um, so for the first, I think it's the first five seasons, um, the running joke in the credits at the start, um, it, at the end it basically has like Langley Falls news, and there's always like a funny quip on the um, on the headline. And for some reason, in I assume it's just in certain countries. So like in the UK, for example, that headline is missing. Um, it's just blanked out. And I didn't think too much of it initially, but then I kind of realised that they were focusing on this paper for a good few seconds as if you were supposed to read it and there's just nothing there to read. <laughs> um, so, so apparently the headline gag should say, Democratic Party Missing, Feared Dead. 
Um, and for some reason that has been blanked out. Now, I've looked and I can't find a real reason for it. Um, I can only assume it's something to do with kind of, you know, censoring kind of content of some sort. Um, but it's strange, yeah. isn't it? So yeah. I, I was looking at this as well and I thought, well, maybe it's a localization thing. Maybe they don't want to have text because you, 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 this is being sent to Denmark and it's being redubbed mm-hmm. in Danish. Yep. But that doesn't add up because there's other headlines that stay in. Yeah. So I don't, I don't see. But the, but that joke doesn't seem to me to be a particularly that out there racy no, joke. The guys like, no, the not Democrats when the guy's are shit. Taking, yeah, when the when the, the character's actually taking poison because he thinks his son is gay. Yeah, like the whole show should be cancelled if you're going <laughs> to take that joke out. Everything's offensive. Like it's weird. The, the what I did find though, I did find a forum post on like from 2005 or something mm-hmm. um or maybe a bit later than that maybe, maybe 2006 yeah this was on on bbc and the the headline was missing from that version as well so it's obviously something that's happened fairly early on i thought maybe that on the democrat one perhaps that's they, they think that's not a joke that we'll get because Maybe. it's about the Democratic Party, but then again, the entire show is about American politics. Like, if you don't know who the Democrats yeah. are, it's going to be weird anyway. So, there's jokes you're going to miss. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's very frustrating it, it, that we can't find yeah. out why. But I'm pretty sure on the DVDs, the headlines are still there because I only noticed it watching on Stars. Um, I've never noticed it before, ever not having that headline there. But, and that's so, presu- presumably it's something to do with with the syndicated versions that are put out, and there must there must be a reason. And if you know, if you can figure it out, please tell me because honestly, it's kind of eating away inside inside me a little bit. Like, <laughs> did you, did you work on this in two thousand five? Please tell us why, because it's very annoying not to be. Out there. Listen, listen, Seth, if you are if you are listening to this uh, Seth, podcast, buddy, but, maybe chuck us a couple you know, of a couple of mil, and we'll 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 carry on doing yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just let us know why the UK won't show a headline. But apparently, it's not just this episode. There are kind of other just kind of doing the little bit of thing. There's people commenting on other episodes saying that the headline is missing. But then I, I kind of watched the second episode, kind of just the start of it, just to find out. And sure enough, they, it, it's there. Um, it's very strange. Know, it, very strange. You you mentioned Seth and Val in there, and I think I just before we we wrap up, I like to just. Because he he's in this as the voice, and I think because Family Guy was brought back, he didn't. I don't think he was really that engaged. I think he's kind of said like, "I just came and did the voices. I wasn't really involved in the writing stuff." And then after that, after a couple of seasons, he formally handed it back because I think American Dad, mm-hmm. sorry, Family Guy was his main priority. Well, he is the voice in far more characters in that, isn't he? He is, and he's, he's also awesome. he's Stewie, he's Brian. He's much more involved um, in the production. He's much more involved in the. The the, mm-hmm. the the episode writing and joke writing. I think it's why I find this better because I, I think the Seth MacFarlane thing, his style is is cool. I think it's a lot meaner. Like I find yeah. Family Guy a heck of a lot meaner than this show. And as much yeah. as this show is offensive and horrible in lots of different ways, sometimes funny, sometimes not. It's it's kind of it's a bit more. We've, we've said grounded, but it's also just there's less. There's less punching down in this, in in an odd way. Mm-hmm. Whereas American Dad feels, uh, for fuck's sake, Family Guy feels like it's really, it's really punching down, on yeah. a, a lot harder. Maybe not more, but a lot yeah. harder than than American Dad does in some ways. And I think that's Seth MacFarlane's influence. 
Yeah, and I mean, we should say as well, he's had a couple of other kind of things um, and TV shows. You know, he um, probably the, the biggest one that kind of came out of Family Guy was the, um, that, was it the, that Cleveland show? Cle- the Cleveland, Cleveland show, wasn't show, yeah. it? That, yeah, so like Cleveland, one of the like random characters in Family Guy moves away and um, sets himself up in a different city and has a son and... It wasn't wife, great, was and it? it just Let's be honest. Didn't work whatsoever, and he's moved outside of um, animation as well because it, it was the Orville, wasn't it, or something like that? That's yes, as well. yes. Although um, the Cleveland Show got four seasons, eighty-eight episodes, which is, which is like wow, baffling. That's that's, that's some yep. things don't get beyond a pilot, you know. Like so, to Christ Almighty, shows you how much yeah, um, influence he has. And I think the Orville's had two seasons. So far, I don't know if it's been cancelled or yeah, not. Yeah, that's kind of Star Trek one, so isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the kind of like, but that's you know not animation. So, and then he's moved. He's had films and things as well. So you, you know he's quite a kind of a big, biggish name within the kind of comedy animated outside of animated circuit. Um, so yeah, and a, yeah, and a massive an millionaire, one. and a massive millionaire. Yes, yeah. as. Yeah. As all good people are, Joe. So I hope you feel yes. worse for yourself because you're not. You know, just come on, sort of <laughs> get those bootstraps and pull yourself up, Joe. That's what do you think? What do you think this podcast is for, Sam? <laughs> Patreon.com/slash. No, <laughs> give so, me money. So, yeah. <laughs> so there we go. Do we want to talk any more about American Dad? I think we've covered. I don't think so. The gamut here yeah. in terms of uh, this show. I I did start rewatching this when it came on Disney Plus. I'm not sure if I'm going to carry on getting back into it. I feel like I've got, I feel like I've got loads of other shows from the 90s and 2000s I need to watch instead. <laughs> good night, sweetheart. If you're Dave. Oh, um, good yeah. lord! That previous episode. Please don't watch that. <laughs> Listen to our episode because we'll tell the piss out of it, but don't watch it yourself. Yeah, I mean, we didn't buy the actual box set. Somebody else that would normally be on this podcast did actually yes. go and buy the physical box set. Yes, and well done to um, us, Joe. We've got through 45 minutes of this, and I don't think we were too rambly. We'll let you be the judge of that, listener. Um, and I think, Dave, if you want any, have to have to say anything, well, you can't because you're not here. So, fuck yes. you. <laughs> right, Joe, this has been fun, and I will catch, yep. we'll catch you all next time. Have a beautiful time.